0: The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Rustling up the best search marketing news and views in the European Union. It's time to saddle up with the Search Cowboys. From Berlin to Bucharest, the Search Cowboys will round up the best search marketers from Europe and around the world to discuss search engine marketing, social media, and more. Now, here are the Search Cowboys. Bass Vandenbelt and and Roy Hoisties.
1: Hi there! It's October 1st, 2009. It's the start of a new fresh month. And we're going to expect a lot of waves this month, probably. Uh, But first, it's time for another Search Cowboy Show. Uh, Welcome, Uh, I'm Bas van der Belt. Today, I'm not joined by my regular co-host, Roy Huiskes because uh, Roy has had a baby this weekend, at least his wife did. And, uh, of course, we congratulate him with that. And, uh, uh... He's going to be away for this week, but uh, I'm sure he's listening in and uh, he needs to be with his uh, other son, Brent, right now. now. So, uh, Roy, on behalf of all the Cowboys, again, congratulations to you and your wife. Um, I'm not solo, though. I couldn't do this show solo. So, I've asked a couple of my very good friends to join me and I got the entire family. Uh, With me are two uh, UK uh, good friends from the UK, Lisa Myers. And John Myers. Hello, Lisa and John. Are you there?
2: Hello. Hey, boss.
3: Yeah. Helen. All here and ready to go.
1: All ready to go. That's good. You guys are in London right now? Uh, everything good in London? How's the weather there? It's not raining uh, for once, so that's
2: a good yeah. starting point. Oh, it's really? Not, well, it's not too bad. We've already been in, in Norway this week, so uh, this is good.
1: Yeah. No. Well, uh, <laughs> that's 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 better than in Holland because in Holland <laughs> it's raining, at least where I'm uh, I am right now. Um, So, let's uh, introduce you guys for those people who uh, have not heard from you, which uh, uh, cannot be many people, but uh, still, there might be someone out there who doesn't know. Could you uh, uh, try to introduce yourself in a couple of uh, sentences, starting off, of course, with the ladies, Lisa.
2: <laughs> um, yes, I'm, I'm Lisa Myers. Um, I used to be Lisa Dithlepson, so uh, a few people might know me as that. Um, I started SEO Chicks a, quite a few years back and now run my own um, search agency called uh, Verb Search. And I'm uh, married to the wonderful John Myers.
3: Thanks, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I believe you have to get, get married to John to. Uh Get a Google invite, so... Uh, that's, that's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> the, hot, the
3: hottest ticket in town is the Wave invite. <laughs> Absolutely. Last year, last year, you, were, you were thinking about proposing earlier on, so... Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, if, if that's what it takes to get, get a Google Wave <laughs> invite, That'll, that'll that'll have to do. But John, can you introduce yourself? What do you, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, sure. The sure
3: of, my, uh, my name's uh, well, search is my life. I, my name's John Myers. Search is a, is our household pretty much. I think um, I'm John Myers. I'm head of search for uh, MediaVest in the UK. Um, I've been kicking around the the search space, the conference space for about ten years now. Um, PPC, SEO, uh, you name it. I've got an opinion on it. So uh, very much looking forward to uh, tonight.
1: Yeah, very good. You uh, both uh, are very uh, regulars on uh, most of the bigger events uh, around Europe mm. and also some in, uh, in, in the US, I, I believe. Um, you're not going to SMX East this time? Not this time,
3: uh,
2: no. Not this time. We'll have so, to limit it, it's especially when there's so much search in the, in the family. <laughs> we'll have to yeah. make sure we don't search ourselves out.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. So uh, you went to uh, Norway the other day, right? There were, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you are, yeah. You are from Norway, uh, Lisa, uh, originally. Uh, yes. So yeah. you, went back, you went back to your home uh, home home country.
2: Yeah, in fact, it was my very first time uh, speaking at uh, a conference in Norway. And uh, although I'm Norwegian, I've lived here for ten years in the UK. So I actually had the presentation in English, which is probably just. Um, discuss it to, to, to all the Norwegians at their conference. But um, it was a very good conference.
4: Yeah, it was. What nice
2: conference it? was it? It was called the SEM uh, conference. Yeah. It was uh, organized by the um, IAB in Norway called INMA. Um, very well organized as well. i got some really good speakers. Um, both me and John were there. We had um, uh, Brian Eisenberg was there and Brad Fishkin. Um, Adam Lasnik as well. Um, so they were actually to get some really good speakers along.
1: Yeah. Is, is it a different conference when you are in Norway than uh, when you are in England?
2: Yeah, well, you know what? I th-
3: Sorry, you go, Dom. I, I don't know. I was—I I would say thankfully the first day was in English, so we were okay on that front. I mean, my Norwegian's not too hot, so. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think I was the only English speaker on the second day. They—they they put kind of put as all the international speakers, as Lisa mentioned, up front on the first day. They kind of keynote the d- day one, um, and sort of rattled us out, rattled us out one after the other, all in English, which was great, and um, it seemed to go down very very well, but. Um, day 2 was all about the Norwegian guys and I think you know there's, there's some pretty, um, pretty good Norwegian um, SEMs out there, there's, they're knowledgeable and um, you know the, mar- the, the market's growing out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Is uh, it a big market? I, I'm really not familiar
2: with no. the Norwegian market. But. It's, not, it's not big at all um, because uh, obviously the population in Norway is only 4.5 million. So it's very very small, in fact it's half of the population of, of Greater London, uh, yeah. which seems minuscule. But um, it has some really uh, big businesses based in Norway, and the the kind of Norwegian people are very internet savvy, Um, and the businesses are popping up all over the place with with regards to search marketing agencies, Mm. Um, which which is great. But I think the one thing I think was the biggest difference between this conference and and any other ones I've been to is that it was absolutely amazing to be able to speak for more than ten minutes. Because I actually felt <laughs> true, like I was teaching true, someone true. something. And yeah. we actually got a whole hour. And so then you actually had time to do something else than just get warm up and then and then finish off. Yeah. So, I, I've always but,
1: wondered about that. Why they do that on regular conferences? Well, regular, the, the, the bigger ones like SMX and SES, that they only have speakers for 10 minutes and then put four or five in, in one panel. Yeah. Um John, you are on the uh, board of uh, uh, the advisory board of A for U, I believe.
3: Yeah, we're going to. Do you um, know why
1: they do that stuff? Why they well, do that?
3: To be honest with you, Bass, we're going to shake it up a little bit A for you this year in London. I mean, it's, it's it's creeping up fast. It's only two weeks away. It's um, it's looking like a good event, but we've we've kind of got a mix of both now. So we've got we've got panel discussions of maybe three or four guys, um, which are moderated, which means you will get around about fifteen minutes each, and you know fifteen minutes for Q and A afterwards. But uh, we've also got panels where people are doing sort of forty to sixty minutes individually as well um so it's going to be a nice mix of um site clinics short presentations long presentations so it'll be it should be a good event in the next couple of weeks down at excel in london
1: yeah but why did why do they normally okay you changed it this time but that's not that's not a regular regular way to go so why do normally yeah
3: i think it's kind of it's how it's always been in some respects and i think change is a good thing you know i certainly know i think scs are looking at shaking it up a little bit now and are going to Chop and change, and and try out uh, different formats. But I, I totally agree with what Lisa is saying. It was it was a breath of fresh air in Norway to get to sixty yeah. minutes. In
2: in fact, I was just going to say about one of the reasons might be slightly controversial, but I think one of the reasons that the bigger conferences have just this amount of minutes is that they don't want to be excluding anyone, and it is still a bit of a like a, a, a kind of a who knows who in the industry kind of thing to be able to speak at these conferences. Um, and they they kind of don't want to cut it down or they're trying to get as much attention as possible. Um, which I just don't which I think leads to people not getting as much out of it as they should be getting. Like True. it's obvious that it's much better to get uh, one hour by someone teach, actually teaching something than um than four different people talking about the same thing not having having even really talked about what they're gonna be speaking about, overlapping each other, et cetera.
1: It's just it- Is that going to kill the bigger conferences?
2: No, not at all. I think they could do both, like John said.
3: Yeah, no, not at all. I think um, they've certainly improved. I think they're they're thinking a little bit differently now. there has been the same format for a lot of years, but I think... um, they're improving how they they moderate the conferences they're making sure that the content's fresh they're making sure that there's the the speakers are talking to each other and not overlapping because you know as lisa says the world's worst and it's happened to me a few years ago Where you're the, you know you're the third speaker up and the first two cover everything that you've got to say and you kind of stand up and go well i wonder where i'm going to go with this one sort of thing so mm. you kind of start having to think on your feet so i think they're, they're getting better and it's going to be interesting to see how they they shake it up in the coming years
1: I saw the uh, the program of uh, SMX East, which has five different tracks. Wow. That's lovely. Yeah. So you have, to, you have to make choices. And I, I sometimes I'm going to know which choice to make. No. But I do no. believe that uh, it's time for conferences, organizers to think about it and uh, realize what the crowd wants, what people want. And certainly done at SMX East,
3: ones. I think. Yeah. Five tracks. You're going to have to put your running shoes on to move around. Yeah, you and, have uh, to
2: be that, a cowboy yeah. to do that. You're
3: gonna
1: have to move <laughs> fast on that one. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, yeah. Yes. So, what did you guys speak on in uh, in Norway?
2: Um, I did. Um, I did kind of uh, a introduction into SEO and slightly more about the technical areas and architecture, etc. Um, and the and the uh, you did. I
3: did, a, I did a couple. I did one on um, day one. I did um, a, a session on universal search and how to optimize for universal search across Which the different very platforms. Good which was good fun. So we'll hopefully share that presentation out to the masses, um, maybe on Search Cowboys or somewhere like that. And then second day was um, sort of a, a, an expert paid search type panel. So trying to get back to how you optimize paid search campaigns. And um, it's quite surprising the difference um, in Norway compared to the UK and size and scope of campaigns and, and the different nuances that they use compared to us. So it was it was an interesting session.
1: Okay. Did you get a lot of questions? in uh in 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 norwegian
3: oh my god
2: God. (laughs)
1: yeah
2: Yeah. that's that's a sore point (laughs) yeah we did we did did get quite a few questions and and i think you kind of have to understand the um like language yeah me and (laughs) you have talked a lot about um different cultures and the way that people behave and obviously i think the norwegians are particularly direct and and they don't even think twice about interrupting you in the middle of a presentation to correct you, <laughs> which um, in England would just be plain rude. And okay. in fact, I've, I've lived in England long enough that I thought it was, I was a bit taken aback, but that's their way.
1: Yeah, okay, well, that's special. You have, if, if you know about it, then it probably is not a problem. It could be very interactive. Yeah. was, you, there,
2: there
3: was some answer. good... Yeah, there were some good questions, there were some nice questions, there were some direct questions, but I think they were a little bit worried they weren't going to get any because they had uh, the ability to Twitter questions, they had an expert panel there to take uh, ask questions as well in case there weren't any, so they were really trying to make it a, a really interactive conference.
2: There. Okay,
1: cool. So, there's a question in the chat room from uh, one you you know, Ga- Geyer. Um, do I Gary. pronounce that correctly? Ga- no, Hi, We Gary,
2: actually. We just
1: call Gary. him Gary because nobody him can him. pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lisa can probably because uh, yeah, he's a piece too. His question is, uh, what are your thoughts on the SEOmo's London Pro Training Series? Are they worth the trip?
2: Oh, um uh, well, we spent uh, nearly a week with Rand and his wife in Oslo. So, yeah, we're going to say yes. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> no, no, yeah, we love
1: <laughs> we love Rand and Geraldine. And Maybe you power. can explain uh, a little for for what what is it the SEO MOS London Pro uh, Training?
2: Okay, so it's for, for anyone that doesn't know what SEO is, is obviously one of the most um, known um, communities for the SEO world. And so SEO um in the cooperation with Distilled. I can't believe I'm giving them a shout out to them, Um, are are making a um, a SEO uh, training course that they have in London. They've they've got the same one in in, um, Seattle, uh, but this is the very first time they're taking this SEO training course um, uh, to London. So um, it's quite a big one. I know loads of the Norwegians are flocking over.
3: Yeah, I think half of Norway is arriving. You know, there's 4.7 yeah. million in people in Norway, and I think there's probably going to be two million in London in sort of mid October. <laughs> <but>, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, rent has been uh, flying. In uh, yeah, um, oh
2: yeah, he's it, very good. Yeah,
3: I think they've, it's a good. It, it looks like a good lineup. I think people will learn something from it. If you, you know, you're new to to the search world and you're new to SEM and you want to just, you know, get the sanity check that you're doing the right things. And at the end of the day, it's priced pretty well as well for um, for what it is. So I think um, I think it's going to be a good little event.
1: Mm. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go to uh, commercials. And after the commercials, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Google Wave and some other stuff. And uh, we'll be uh, back after the break with John and Lisa Myers. Search Cowboys
0: will be back on the trail after this. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from FutureNow and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7.
4: Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It
0: gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix
4: and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On
0: Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget.
4: AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean, unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com, that's what the affiliate world needs.
0: maximum. Maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the US alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service.
4: SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: You're back with the Search Cowboys on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts.
1: So, welcome back to the second part of the Search Cowboys show. We are today talking to... Lisa Myers and John Myers. Lisa, formerly known as Lisa Ditlissen, and um, we are missing Roy today because he is uh, talking for keeping his uh, son Brent busy. But I saw him entering the chat room, so he's there. Roy, <laughs> uh, good to have you uh, at least a little, a little bit with us uh, on the show. So you're probably here with us um, before the break. We talked a little about um, conferences, but. We also mentioned uh, very shortly the Google Wave.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how couldn't we? Because it's been on everybody's mind, I think, in the last uh, 24 hours. <laughs> Google decided to uh, hand out 100,000 new Google Wave invites. Uh, mm-hmm. They started with that this morning. Uh, actually, uh, this mo- no, uh, yesterday morning. Uh, it's, it's a bit strange because it was in the afternoon in the US, so it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of a strange uh, uh, time period. But um, they've been handing them out, and I've seen a couple of people getting invites, and uh, I believe you are one of them, John.
3: Uh, well, we're we'll still waiting for it to turn up. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a couple on the on the go kind of thing. One for, one for me, one for Lisa kind of thing. So it's, uh, I think the scene we have in what I gather, you can, um, they distribute it via the Google system. And from what I can hear from talking to a few people, it's, um, it's still going a little bit slow for the invites to drop in the inboxes. So um, I think there's a few people who are thinking they've got them and wondering where they are at the minute.
1: <laughs> so they're they're still not all the invitations Google sending out are n- not delivered yet. Not yet. Yes. Well, Google already mentioned on uh, a Twitter, uh, a tweet somewhere that they would be ha- doing uh, taking their time. They said many, many, many hours. So we don't know how much hours that will be. But um, they're doing, a, I think, a very smart job in, uh, uh, well, making the buzz.
3: No, without a doubt. I just think they're a bit worried about 100,000 people all hitting wave at the
1: same time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might actually be putting it in, uh, in different sections to make sure we don't get
1: Yeah, no, probably I'm I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm really
2: excited.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. I don't have an invite yet either. I was hoping to be giving away lots of invites on the show tonight, but, well, sorry, people, I'm not. So that won't be uh, happening. Um, what do you expect of Google Wave? Is it going to be... The big change is this going to replace email? Is it going to replace Twitter?
2: Um, well, uh, in fact, it was a good uh, question just um, on the chat now about uh, um, will it, will it replace uh, Facebook and Twitter? But what it will do is it will just integrate with all of this because that's that's exactly what it, what it is is a is an interface that that can incorporate all of this. I think it might. It is almost like it. I'll get, uh, it kind of makes a, a in between uh, messenger and email, but it expands on so much more. Um, I, th- I think it definitely will revolutionise um, things. It definitely will make a big difference. Um, but I'm not sure it will. It, I don't think it will replace other things like like Facebook and Twitter, because it's all, it's more interface than anything else that can incorporate everything.
1: What yeah, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think that. Uh, it 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 is more likely to be a replacement of things like TweetDeck and uh, like uh, uh, Amazon or stuff like that, but it's not going to affect actually Twitter itself. I believe.
3: No, I don't think so. I think it's like when you said it's going to replace email. Plus, you know, there's been so many things that have come out over the years that have been talked about. It's the new email, the new way of communication, and um, you know, email is always going to be around. Email is always the thing that we'll always still use. Uh, But I think it's really exciting what it can offer us. I mean, the ability to pull all of these different things together into one place, and you know, just been looking at a few things and uh, of what you can do with it. It's it's some really nice lifetime functions, some nice translation things. So if if you're French and you want to talk to somebody in English, you can uh, you can literally live translate your your messenger conversation, Mm, um, which is which is really cool.
1: But does does that work? Because if Seems you look to. at Google, yeah, if you look at Google Translate, then if if you put a text in Google Translate, most of the time it's not really very good translation.
3: Uh, yeah, but there's a new there's a new translation tool. There's a new translate tool coming out in Q4 from Google, which is a kind of like a translate on steroids. Um, <laughs> so in some respects, they've really <laughs> they've put a they put a lot of work into it, and um, it's going to be. I mean, nothing will ever be perfect in the world of translation, but they're they're starting to get to the point where actually it's pretty accurate what you're putting in there. If it doesn't think it's not quite right, it'll suggest to you and tell you where it thinks it's wrong so you can actually work with the tool. Um, so I think what they've played on is plugged wave into some of that as well. And um, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be quite nice. It'll never-
1: so how does that work? You, you type and then it's translated when you type? Exactly.
2: Exclu- yeah. um, so as, as you type in the exact moment that you type, so for example... Um, if uh, I'm I'm writing to you, you're uh and I've set my language to Norwegian and um you have your language set to to um Dutch, I can write in Norwegian and the second that I write in Norwegian, he will write it in Dutch exactly at the same time. So it's That's all almost real scary. That is scary, and also b- both of us speaking several languages, um, I am suspicious to how accurate it will be and having worked with a lot of translation companies and done a lot of translation myself, direct translations can sometimes be lost, especially when it comes to when you do instant messaging and humor etc and we know that with just like difference between small different languages like uh, Swedish and Norwegian, although it sounds similar can be completely misunderstood if you don't know the similarities and the, the differences oh,
1: yeah, yeah. it's going to oh, be 100%. interesting to see some some uh how do you call uh, call that uh specific language uh issues you know like we have a, sayings you know uh, yeah. translated that's going to well, be it's, fun
3: it's never going to replace the translator at the end of the day it's well at least the saying is true, I've experienced that myself, I think there's about seven different dialects in Polish and I think the three of them you can probably offend somebody and four of them are actually complimenting somebody so it's never going to replace the localised translation tool but I think you know Google's really trying to do mm. something with it and if you have a look at uh, have a look at it and watch the uh, the Wave video it's actually quite uh, quite a clever idea of, of lifetime chat and natural translation between languages In yeah. fact,
2: I've have, have got a bit of a, uh, for a th- theory here. You know, when Google first started scanning all the books um, and all the, the kind of the the number of the amount of books that they scanned, um, obviously this was a way of trying to teach not only words but also meaning of words put together and basically making it more intelligent. Um, this could maybe have been used in the, the make of this um, improved translation tool? I'm just asking the question really.
3: Could well be. They've been scanning books for a long, long time.
2: Yeah, um, it's getting better and better.
1: Yeah, could be. And how about how about another angle? They're gonna yeah. be closer to real time search with this.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm not, it's kind of ironic, boss. I was on. I was chairing a, a search panel in London on Tuesday night, and it was kind of about real time search and long live search, search that all this sort of thing. And we are trying to come to the conclusion of, you know, how real time can Google get this. And I think, you know, one thing I've been watching recently is is certainly when you use Twitter as a as a yardstick, it would be six months ago. They were probably indexing Twitter conversations and you'd set up a Google alert and watch your conversation and maybe it would pop up um probably um sort of four to five days later kind of thing. Um, But now, actually, you can start seeing Twitter conversations being indexed by Google within six minutes.
1: Yeah, I'm also saying that because Google also announced last week that they're indexing Google Docs, which is, of course, the closest thing we have right now to the Google Wave, I think. Anyway, uh, we have some questions from the chat room also. Um, That's not about my
2: accent, or...? (laughs) Yeah, what? I think
1: so. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there's one from San Diego SEO. He says, "Can someone teach me how to update my meta tags? I want to rank number one in Google for car insurance," <laughs> 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 which is, of course, about the uh, uh, the news that uh, Meta Cuts came out with last week that uh, yeah. meta tags are, well, what we all know, uh, very useless. Um, but mm. um, Page One Results has also a question: Is there uh, too much going on inside Wave for the average consumer of communication service services
2: oh, so that's a good question could it,
1: be, could it be too busy in the uh, in wave
2: um, but that might be and I think you won't really be able to see anything before before people start really testing it and I suppose I presume that's why they're wanting everyone to uh, to be testing this um, and I know I, I, I know for sure that that this like obviously, us as as search geeks, we are relishing this and and can understand it quite easily. Um, but I doubt my mother will be able to get her head around it. No, I, I
1: doubt it. I doubt it. But that well, it's it, of course that's why they they start off with one hundred thousand and then more. It's, they do it like they did with Gmail, um, so that people who are well in front can start using it, but. Still, there could be too much things you can do within one application. You could be getting distracted from what you're doing. Oh, you think? Yes.
2: Oh, yes. Definitely. I think I would. Um, it would definitely distract from what. Um, it, it's another thing. It, I'm, I'm understanding the question right? that. Um, will it be? Uh, will it be too much to to basically to get your attention away from what you're doing or? Yeah, that's just that that
1: you can you you can chat, do documents. I know you Mm. can do almost everything in Google Wave. That Mm. could be too too much. Well, it will. It's, it's another way of tying all of Google's properties
3: together though they're trying to find ways of integrating all of the properties together so people are using them yeah. you know there's a nice there's some nice function in there for for dragging in map content and uh, you know if you're putting putting events on and you want to talk to your friends and invite friends to events and then you can drag in map content and and start uh, utilizing Google's mapping technology and mm-hmm. directional technology in there as well so it's kind of starting to become like a a community in some respects. So whether they're trying to, to build a wave community which is the you know, a venture into the world of you know, yeah. I don't know what you'd call it in some respects. It's it's a way of retaining Google users in a different space where, you know, in historically in the past people have, have leaked off and gone to Twitter, gone to Facebook, gone to MySpace, gone to all these different things. It's it's now a way for them to to keep them within the Google property and, and use their video technology, use their maps, use mm. their use their communities. So is it their first stance of I'm trying to um, grab stuff out of other people's marketplaces. Yeah. They don't do that, do they? Well,
2: <laughs> that's, that's, but that's that's quite a quite. A, I can understand the the thought process, but it's quite a paranoid way of um, of thinking about it. It might it might just be that they're trying to to make the next step, the next step in internet, Um, like literally revolutionizing um, the internet by making... Because this could then again be at the next stage, be searchable, and and this could be incorporated within the search results. And and so this could be the the next big thing. In fact, it's likely it is the next big thing.
1: Yeah, probably is, yeah. So one final thing about Google Wave, how are they Mm going to make money? Because... It's probably going to be filled with ads.
3: Well, yeah, they'll they'll stuff ads all over it, Bass. You know, they do all of their other stuff now. I don't know if you've noticed on on images and maps and video and everything, everything's starting to have a lot more advertising all over it. You know, they've they've got to make that $1.7 back that they paid for YouTube. So they've got to (laughs) to get started.
2: John, did you not see um, a paid search ad actually when you type in uh, a search query in the…
3: yeah well, well me and Bas were talking about this one we've hired on google.com they've been doing it for a while now um, but they started popping up on paid searches in the UK um, in the the suggestions So they're actually suggesting paid search ads at you in the UK yep. um, we knowcom google.com's done it for a little while in the US but it was the, the targeting to the UK was a, a little bit weird um, well, so there, there's a quest for quest for cash
1: absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. so if you look at cash it's going, g- it's going uh, pretty good with search in the UK I read, the online ad spend has surpassed the television spend in the UK Yay.
4: it's now uh,
1: the biggest advertising medium yeah. online <laughs> online, yeah, online advertising now accounts for 23.5% of all the UK ad spend, mm. uh, a total of 1.7 billion pounds which is about I think 1.5 million euros out of my head uh, this inc- increase of 4.6%.
2: That's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, and, and of that, I think, how much was that again that we saw? That was, it was 80%. It's around, a, no,
3: it's about 60% search. 60% search, sorry. 60% search. And actually, the 1.7 billion is actually the search number.
1: That's so yeah, the search
3: number, so it's even bigger. It's around 3.1, 3.2 billion is the overall online number.
1: Ooh, that's awesome.
3: So, uh, ka-ching, we're playing big games now.
1: Yeah. It is, though, very UK-focused, right? Because yeah. UK does have yeah. a, a lot of... Uh, well, is, is more online-minded uh, compared to television than other countries, I believe.
3: Yeah, I mean, we got a big population. I mean, it was funny going back to Norway and talking to one of the search guys in Norway. The, the paid search market in Norway is about 80 million. Pounds, so it's it's tiny in comparison to the mm. 1.7 billion it's there's just so many more people mm. um tvs tvs had a tough time this year now tv mm. in the uk is if anything actually there's probably as much tv commercials going out in the uk you can just get them a heck of a lot cheaper at the minute mm. um you know the, the the deals on tv are unbelievable at the moment and um you know, at the moment, if you want, you want to get some television. There's some nice things to be uh, done on that front. Uh, so. but, but obviously,
2: but actually- from the sorry, sorry, Beth, no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, the one, you know, the obvious kind of reason for behind this is the obviously the financial market where um, people are are more likely to put their money into the internet as they can prove the return on investment and the return on investment is much higher. Um, and I've seen, like, this is one of the reasons I set up my own agency this year, is because people um, rejigged their budgets to take them away from uh, traditional advertising in TV and into Internet. So, in oh. fact, for, for SEO and Internet mm. businesses, it's been the year to to set up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. But how's the uh, television market going to react? Are they going to just go down with the prices? Or uh, are they- hey, give it a couple of years, boss, TV will be on the Internet
3: anyway. Audio uh, audio, right? I don't think, yeah. I don't We <laughs> disagree like, really on this. I, I, st- I still believe there's, you know, I'm, I'm scoping it, you know, in the future kind of thing. Um, you know, effectively you'll have one media hub, you'll have one box. You know, Microsoft has a TV channel already. So imagine just having the TV on the wall that is the internet, that is your television, and actually you start talking about lifetime search over TV commercials. Um <laughs> You know, you already
1: search. have televisions with with internet on it. I myself, I have a media center, yeah. so I can I can switch between all, all kinds of uh, things. Uh, I believe in the US, they have uh, also some sort of I don't know how it's called, but uh, at least uh, uh, internet on the television. So is, is it, isn't it going to be the other way around? Like internet is going to be available on your TV?
2: Mm. Yeah, um, chicken oh. and egg. It, yeah. it, it might. It might. Um, yeah, you, it- you might be right. It might be... Like um, John was talking about, we had this discussion a while back and we kind of disagree whether whether the traditional media and TV and stuff will disappear. But um, I think you might be right. You might have... Like I can c- kind of imagine, and I'm not s- just speculating, to have, have things like you'd be able to find out uh, where to buy the jacket that Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker is wearing in Sex and the City, etc. Um, yeah. And you'd be able to get all that... Um, from the TV, which John you said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you can you can already do that, and um, it still surprises me that, for example, if you have a media center or, uh, or television with internet, that you don't get, uh, for example, if if I'm watching. Uh, one channel with uh, one football match and I want to know the results of the other match, then I don't get a pop-up sponsored by Coca-Cola mm. with all the results of the other matches, which is probably very easy if you have a television hooked up to the uh, to the internet. Mm. Oh, definitely. What I mean,
3: the the Xbox from Microsoft is probably a good yardstick on that. You know, they, Microsoft can now push real-time ads to individual users of the Xbox, so different people will get different advertising.
1: Yep. Um, no, not a. <laughs> there's someone in the chat room saying American football. No, I meant I meant the European football. So soccer for the Amer- for the Americans. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, that's. Uh, I I believe that uh, it's going to be somewhat integrated, but yeah. there's going to be. It's it's still it's the same as what we talked about with the Google Wave, that mm. there will be some people who are in front, like like we, we want internet and more than TV maybe uh, but there are going to be a lot of people who just want to come home, turn on the television and get served
2: Absolutely, mm,
1: absolutely. So that, that that's something the uh, television industry has to uh, embrace handle. Embrace, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Embrace yeah, or die Yeah. So we're going to go to uh, another commercial break and then after the commercial break we'll talk some more with John Myers and Lisa Myers and they're going to explain what the D stands for in their names uh, (laughs) Bresco, could you take us to the commercials?
0: Search Cowboys will be back on the trail after this
4: Use the power of Local Pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for or super Affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702 216
0: Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy.
3: Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel.
0: On webmasterradio.fm. You're back with the Search Cowboys on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts...
1: Welcome to the third part of Webmaster Radio Search Cowboys. I'm hearing myself, so that's why I hesitated for a second. (laughs) It's never pleasant to hear yourself talk uh, and hear yourself back in the ears, but it's okay now. Um, Before the break, we were talking about a couple of things. We were talking about uh, paid uh, and uh, no uh, about sorry about the uh, uh television the google wave of course and then the television uh, being surpassed by uh, online advertising um there was one question from the chat room about the television which we haven't hadn't covered it was um or actually it wasn't really a question it was more like a statement they said tv is moving more to a paid placement model would you agree on that uh, I would I would probably agree in some respects I
3: mean once digital TV launched and they brought in you know the the ability to to understand and you know you, you were given a, you know obviously America's got hundreds of channels but in the UK we only mm. used to have five so when digital came along and gave us a lot more there was the opportunity to to really start thinking about direct, direct response television so I do think it is moving towards a, a pay for your placement type model and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that sort of goes forward over the next couple of years
1: yeah Interesting, and indeed. In the U.S., of course, they have a lot of more channels already, so um, mm. that that will be probably the place where they're going to try it out first. Uh, but we'll see. The BBC is always, of course, very well uh, new, uh, uh, new-minded. How do you how do you call it? They're, they're trying to in, in, be in, in innovative. Is that a word?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Sounds
1: good to me. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so maybe they can uh, do something. I understand that they're completely redesigning their website right now and uh, putting in s- more social stuff on social media stuff, so that'll probably be r- live next March, so they're taking their time. Mm-hmm.
3: They always uh, so. do the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's 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 a government, uh, after all, right? It's a government <laughs> organization, so the government organization should take the time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, let's uh, talk a little bit on another subject, um, something which came from Holland, actually. There was a research... Um, this week, uh, which stated that um, many searchers who use Google uh, do not know the difference between organic and paid results. Ugh. And the number of people who don't know the difference is 45%. For, so wow. So, 45% of wow. people.
2: Wow. Come on, Holland.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just... don't know. if Is that Dutch? I don't think so. I Should think it seems, it seems a for bit for Dutch. A little... <laughs> <laughs> so what are paid results? Ex- explain to me. No, <laughs> no but actually, I, I, it didn't really surprise me. You, know
2: you know what I think that is? I think it's because people... I don't know how it is in Holland, but I know a lot of people in the UK that are confused because they don't know that sponsored links, as they call it in the actual results, are paid res- paid search or pay-per-click. So it might be... Uh, do you think a lot of them might be literally just don't know with what... the the name
3: of it uh, absolutely it's it's still an ongoing thing i mean i'm i can think back when it first started off you had to go out and educate the concept of the little blue box is actually something you actually buy on the side of google um and that's that still stands today i still think there's people still don't understand um what the difference is between the two you kind of because you know we we kind of work with it every single day so we we just kind of take it for granted that it's everybody knows what it is and you'd be you'd be surprised actually when you have conversations with people how many people still don't actually realize there's two different models to to what is google's page so 40 40, 45 i thought might have been a little bit higher in some ways
1: yeah really? well actually i i do believe that i still speak to a lot of people who think that the organic results are actually paid so that doesn't matter which result you click on google you have to pay for it to get a high ranking well so. you do, you
3: have, to, you have to pay guys like us to get it up their so. <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> True, true. But uh they still believe you have to uh if, if you just give Google enough money you'll you'll get higher rankings. So yeah. that's that's something which is still and that's business owners. So, mm. so
3: it's always worth a try.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little 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 brown envelope <laughs> full of money delivered to Mountain
3: View, you never know what might happen.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they looked at the. Uh, the it was an interesting uh, interesting uh, research paper. Uh, they did it together with Valuate, which is not a Dutch company, so uh, it's Dutch company compared together with a with a I think in English company doing the, the research. And um, well, as I said, forty five percent believed uh, c- cannot see difference between paid and uh, uh, and organic. Mm. And um, they also did more research, some of the research, uh, pretty interesting. Um, 72% of the respondents uh, click mostly on the organic results. So even though they don't know if yeah. it's paid or not, they still click on the organic results. Yeah, hmm. absolutely.
2: That's, that's, that's actually quite interesting because um, I, I suppose a lot of people presume that people are clicking on the organic one because they know that the paid results is paid for and in their kind of moral minds – um, that's not fair and they would rather pay on the one that isn't paid for so in case in, in that case it just means that it's just where the eye wanders or simply it's, it's, it's more information there um, mm. well that's if they have actually put anything useful in their better description and title but
3: yeah uh, it stands true I mean it's the old golden triangle the eye always starts on the left hand side and reads to the right <laughs> like you know we all do kind of thing so I think the first port of call is always the left yeah um, it's Actually, it's one
2: of the guys at the forum is saying it's the colors, and that the colors just distracts many, uh, which is probably a good reason. And also, now with Universal Search and, and all the snippets of images and video, that's mm. also just strengthening. and yeah, um,
3: staying on the left-hand side of the page. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, let, so. let, let's let's make it a little bit more interesting. The research also shows that twenty three percent of the researched uh, uh, people, which is about two thousand, I believe, um, do not know what in the world the ads on top of the Google results are. So they don't understand that those are paid results, the ones ah. on top.
2: <laughs> okay, so the two, yeah. the two first ones above above yeah. the organic.
1: Exactly. Well,
2: yeah. yeah, I think
1: that's a
2: very common um, misinterpreted yeah. yeah. that's,
1: that's actually a lower percentage than really? the ones not knowing the, difference, knowing the, the right. difference between
3: oh, the okay. two. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think because they're so they're so prominent at the top of the page, they're kind of straight in your eye, aren't they? So they kind of sit there as, as something you know, very, very blatantly visible, and the eye tends to stay down that side yeah. of the page. It doesn't move too much across to the to the right-hand side in some respects. Um, so it it works in different ways you know there's loads of studies out there you know Inquiro and Canada keep doing studies that look at the eye tracking and how things interact with universal search results and uh, you know I I think people are still trying to find the feet you know I've always said that the the organic is, is by far your best research mechanism to understand you know what is true. What you're looking for in research, your purchases, or your, you know your, your interest online and paid searches, where you can potentially offer them a good deal, and you know chop and change your sales messaging. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people seem to work with it.
1: Yeah, there's there's more. <laughs> <This is Yeah. laughs> uh, you kept all these stats yeah. yourself. <laughs> than- no, they're actually all in in, in the post. I, I just put it in in the chat room where where the post is too. Um, it was a post on search cowboys also, and the paid results. Um, many think they're not relevant enough. 35% doesn't click on them because they think they're not relevant. Well, oh, there's yeah. an interesting... Thing.
2: Ah, I have got a big theory about this. And I think this is all Google's fault. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> but, the title okay. for
1: the show. It's all Google's fault.
2: <laughs> yeah, but no, I have got actually... It, a reasonably good explanation for that, and and that is, I really do believe um, a lot of money is being wasted on paid search because people don't know how to do paid search properly, including some agencies even, um, where um, it will it will be um, a lot of ads does get shown on for keywords that are not relevant because of the the match types, the broad match within paid search, and the complete ridiculous. Um, association between words for Google for example um, the one that John uses a lot is the, the, when you search for flight we've had um, had Mac Airbooks being shown but for one of my <laughs> clients I've seen even worse I've actually seen uh, someone bidding on their brand term on Broadmash t- broad, uh, broad and being shown for pet shops or <laughs> the most random things and they're mm-hmm. not nothing to do with pets they're hotel yeah. brands um, uh-huh. So I think a lot of the ads that does get shown literally aren't relevant, and that might be why they're not clicking because they literally aren't relevant. And they can they can see that even if they have the keyword insertion, so that the keyword gets put in that they just clicked in they, in the title, they still be able to distinguish that this is not at all relevant because Google are so heavy on their showing broad match all over the place.
1: I, st- I still I, I, I do. I do, I do believe what you're saying, but I still think it's (laughs) unbelievable that a company like Google um, cannot get that right. I talked to this Welsh guy two weeks ago. I I talked about it on the the show also then. Um, uh, This guy, he um, made up, well, actually made up his own uh, AdWord kind of relevancy. So he he was able to put up ads who are actually relevant. And uh, what he did is he, he worked on it for 10 years, Trying to get all sorts of translations, all sorts of uh, linguistic issues uh, uh, tackled, and uh, when he when he had that finished, then he made the tool. I don't believe that one guy can do that, even if it takes him ten years. But Google no, can't. Not yeah. at all. Well, I
3: don't think it's a case that Google can't, pass. I think it's a case. It's because Google. they earned Yeah. Go- Well, Google gives you a a system that is perfectly manageable if you can use it properly at the end of the day. it comes down to, and I totally agree with what Lisa is saying, but when you're working in broad match, phrase match, negative match, all types of Google nuances of expanded match, if you use it properly, you can really get the granular detail and really actually niche it down pretty well. I think the, the overriding ultimate problem with paid search ads is at the end of the day is that you've only got around about 70 characters on the ad, which is two lines of 35. And get, getting that in there is, is pretty hard going, where on obviously on the SEO side, we're talking about you know, up to around about 160-ish, well, 152 I think was the last, the last number. So you've got a lot more real estate to play with. Yep, um, it's just paid search gives you the opportunity to chop and change it quite a lot.
1: So we're going to go to uh, uh, the the chat room again for a second. Um, I I completely forgot to ask all the listeners to go to the chat room, but it's busy already. So next time, go to the chat room. (laughs) Uh, If if you're not now. (laughs) Right at the end uh, of the show. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, there's one question. Um, uh, uh, Do you find that people who know the difference between paid and organic results now actually prefer to click on organic results as they see it as not putting money in people's pockets?
3: Oh, that's a controversial one to end with. Uh,
1: The short answer. Yes.
3: (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, there's still a there's still a need for both both models. There's still a need for businesses to be able to operate on paid and natural. But I do think we're seeing, certainly in the UK, we're seeing a huge swing in the current marketplaces, as Lisa mentioned earlier on, about accountability and understanding how where you can generate your best business leads from. We've seen a huge swing in interest in, in SEO, and big companies suddenly realizing they've, they've got to treat it with a lot of seriousness. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's, it is important that um, you operate on both, but I think we are seeing a bit of a swing towards natural search because there's a lot of traffic opportunity there as well, if you get it right.
1: Lisa's already answering the next question in the... Yeah, sorry, I got... ...in the <laughs> chat room, which is okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you agree. So, Lisa, can you fill us in? The question was, uh, from your experience, what are some good meta description strategies?
2: Okay, well, um, they basically asked um, a little bit before as well whether uh, I would use or we would use meta, uh, let Google choose the meta description. Ooh. Now, I wouldn't. I would always specify the the meta description, and I would also... Um, take my time in making sure that it's very relevant to the keyword strategy that are chosen. So, obviously, in, in my case, I would never optimize a page for more than two keywords. I will make sure that the meta description um, is very relevant for what the key, the, the page is about. Um, and I, I really think it's such a shame that people let Google choose this. And mm. yes, it might actually put in the keyword that in bold that you've chosen. But I, I from experience, don't like that myself when I look for something. But you yeah. see half a sentence and then some dots and then another half a sentence and, and let me just say this that very quickly, is that you pay money for a pay-per-click and you get 35 characters um, two, two sentences th- two lines of 35 characters you put a lot of attention to that you you specify, you change it, etc um, and and you pay so, so much money yet people don't put at all any attention to the meta description and it's their free ad and it's yeah. usually about $100 65, 152
3: yeah. characters. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, I totally agree. At the end of the day, that, that meta description is your sales real estate in a natural search listing. Okay, with Matt Cutter's coming out and saying that, hey, we don't really look at meta tags, we don't count them, but don't let Google choose it. Make sure you're getting your own message over in it. Yeah. Uh, those are
1: meta tags, not meta keywords. Yeah, not
3: meta keywords, but um, yeah. at the same time, it's it's not a big part of the ranking model at the end of the day. Title tag, yes. Description, no. Okay. But make sure you're owning that space for yourself, not
1: Google. Okay, good. Thank you, guys. We're out of time. So uh, thank you both for uh, joining me on this show and uh, replacing uh, Roy. Um, Quick reminder for our listeners, your Twitter accounts are at Lisa D. Myers and at John D. Myers. Uh, Mark D., you didn't uh, get the time to explain why the D is there, Uh, but we'll do that another time. Uh, Since we're doing also Twitter accounts, be sure to follow at Brasco, at WMR, uh, at Webmaster Radio at search Cowboys at chapter 42 which is Roy minus mine is at Bass van the belt if you want to listen to the show again you can download it Download it tomorrow from webmaster radio the show notes with all the links will be posted on search you can listen to this show uh, live 7pm every Thursday here in Holland which is 6 in the UK uh, and it's in the US at 1pm on the east coast and 10am on the west coast uh, thanks again John and Lisa for um, uh, joining me thanks to our producer for making the show possible and Uh, join us for another edition of Search Cowboys next week.
2: Thank you. Thanks,
3: guys. Bye. Bye.